Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. This is Alan Bishop, head alchemist at Spirits of French Lick. Be on the lookout for our brand new Bottled and Bond Solomon Scott Rye Whiskey. Made from a mash composed of 65% rye, 35% corn, and 5% victory malt. This five-year-old, 100-proof rye whiskey is a throwback to early 1800s-style rye whiskeys of the Ohio Valley. Named after the legendary Daisy Spring Mill distillery owner, turned moonshine of Solomon Scott of Paoli, Indiana. Remember, drink responsibly and never drink and drive. Don't do that. I can hear it. Yes, yes, yeah. and we're at a special place today. We're yes, we are. Here at the Three Boys Distillery, and Farm Distillery, That's right? Correct, yeah. Yes, and we have, you introduced We one. have Walter Zosh. That's right. Yeah. And Hunter Coffee. Hunter Coffee. Yes, yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks for letting us come out here. Yeah, yeah. Hunter's your head distiller, That's correct? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, great to have you, Hunter. Thank you for yeah. doing this. In there. Yeah. And then, Walter, you're kind of, this is your thing, right, that you... Yeah, I'm the debt specialist. The debt specialist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> First time I heard that one. Yeah, you manage the bank's money. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, just kind of get right into that. When you're when you're setting something up like this, it's a huge investment. Everybody knows that, and you got to come up with the money somewhere. Whether it's your, your people and do it so many different ways, but right now you just have such a unique way of how you've set it up. I mean, you know, talking with Hunter, it's not the normal distillery i mean you're pretty much you know yeah talk about that yeah well thank you um and thanks for having us on the podcast um yeah so uh i got lucky um about i don't know about four years ago i started a small wholesaling company so i was buying and selling barrels and i got to know this place uh through the founder and previous owner ross caldwell who uh kind of enabled me to come and store stuff here and bottle stuff here and all that you know all that activity has to be done at a licensed bonded facility so I, that's how I kind of got my start in the spirits industry. And then uh, at some point, Ross uh, sat down and said, hey, I think, uh, I think I'm think i ready to retire from this. And 
get back to Louisiana, and I think uh, you should consider buying it. And then we drank a whole lot of whiskey. You had a bottle, <laughs> very much like the one in front of us here. And it seemed like a great idea. Yeah. Um, and so it reminded me the other day that no good story starts with, so I was drinking lots of milk. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so that, uh, so yeah, so I've been the owner for about a year and a half. Um, and uh, and it's been a blast. And, you know, the, the fortunate thing for me is that I got a chance to sort of be here, kick the tires on the place understand uh, what uh, this place does really well, which is a lot of great stuff. And uh, the, the coolest thing was that we were, uh, Ross had been distilling for almost 10 years. So actually this month we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. All right. All right. So, yeah. All right. So we're sitting on, you know, four, five, six, seven year old uh, and you know, whiskeys and bourbons. And uh, so that's not something, you know, most people who go through this process have to, you know, distill Moonshine or vodkas or whatever it is, yeah, they kind of yeah. pay the bills until they until they have that supply of of aged spirit. And I I had the benefit of coming down here after that had already happened. So awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome, Great. that's so terrific. So Hunter, how long have you been here? Uh, so I was back here in 2012. So you don't count the stand at Wild Turkey in 10 years. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you've been here for a while. For the just, very early on, it's just basically the beginning. Okay, so Hunter did all the work that I was able to benefit from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. And he keeps doing the work. Yeah, right. yeah he definitely. Does. So, what's the difference? Like you're looking at what the way it started ten years ago. I mean, to now. I mean, it's got to be a little bit, a little bit more structure. Okay. Um, be <laughs> be the, the main thing. Um, it was just kind of willy nilly. Get this done by this point, and there's no questions <laughs> asked at that point. Um, but everything's cleaned up, I and mean, Walter has place looking great right now. Um, he's done a lot of work, put a lot of time into it too, and that helps a lot. I mean, perception of this place is totally turned around on the looks part. Oh, there's okay. just a big difference just from when I was here last year. It's completely different. Uh, yes. Look. And all, uh, yeah, yeah. Y- y'all have done a lot of work, and it really looks great. It Thank really you, shows. Appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, even when we were here just a couple of months ago, now you got the outside kind of patio thing and you, mm-hmm. everything's going. And I mean, I just think it's a very unique experience. And that's one thing, you know, as uh, whiskey podcasters and drinkers, that's, amazing, you know, for us, we get to see a lot of people's visions. But uh, the unique part of this place right now is the way that you're selling right out of the distillery and how those barrels work and how that is such a unique experience. So which one of you wants to take take that one? Walton describes it a lot better than I do. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so when I was doing the, when I just started getting into bourbon doing that stuff, I was invited to do a, a barrel picket for Roses. And, uh, and it was, I didn't really know what I was going to do, but uh, Mal Young was there and, you know, they had the barrels there and, and you, they were thieving it right out of the barrel, and you were able to taste it. And I, I was, I, you know, I just, it left this impression on me that, uh, you know, it seemed like that you shouldn't have to be sort of, an, uh, you know, connected to a retailer or distributor or whatever. Like, mere mortals should be able to go and uh, taste whiskey straight out of the barrel. That, that was such a cool, uh, unique experience. And so uh, Ross had been doing that here uh, for 10 years. So, um, and letting people stamp out of barrels and that sort of thing. So we've kind of taken that. I think we've we've 
we've set it up to where you know people come in, they taste from five barrels straight out of the barrel at barrel proof. We've not done anything to those barrels except sort of sequence them in order. Sometimes people say, "Why is three the best barrel?" Well, I mean, it's not necessarily, but Hunter, I definitely sequence them, so it's it's a flight you're getting, and there's a you know, and so. Uh, but in any case, uh, other than that, uh, the barrels are the way nature intended. And um, so, uh, you know, essentially everybody, we've sort of democratized, I would say, the uh, single barrel pick uh, for anybody who wants to do it. So if they come in, there's a barrel that they fall in love with. They can fill their own bottle and uh, take it home with them. And, and so uh, so that was really kind of the big inspiration, inspirational thing I have. And then in addition to that, you know, what we found was that people wanted to hang out and stay. And so, first of all, I'm a fan of all of the other distilleries in Kentucky. I go there myself as a fan and I love their products. But, uh, you know, a lot of these other big distilleries are very structured when you get there, when you leave, all those kinds of things. And we found that, you know, people wanted to kind of come and stay around and uh, be part of the experience. And so we've, we've you know, we're, we're recording this on our bar. So uh, we've got this side patio now and the back patio where people can come and stay and um, just sort of enjoy the Kentucky uh, rolling hills and uh, of central Kentucky. And it's so that's like you're kinda, visiting yeah. your uncle that's a yeah. distiller. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. that, you know a guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's guy. what I was going to mention too a while ago is that yeah. now, since I came back this year, it just seems so much more relaxing and inviting. And it's like, you know, here, come on in, taste some whiskey, just stick around, stay a while, enjoy, relax. It's not like you're rushing, go through a tour. Pushed into the gift shop, boom, 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 yep. you know, and you got and and all, and it's just so much more. And, and what an experience! Last year when I came in and and yes. from the barrel, put it in the bottle myself, and all, and then got to taste from five different barrels before I did that to yep. choose my own. Yeah, what an experience! And well, it's just unique. amazing. Yeah, yeah, unique. Well, also I have to put. You know, Hunter is so laid back, he adds to that experience. When you're talking to him, it's kind of like he just lets you know that you're here, and it's kind of like just hanging out, you know, doing it. You're not, you know, I asked him, uh, if you remember the first time I asked you, well, how often do you distill, and how does that work? And he's just like, pretty much every second that I can distill, I'm distilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then weather, yeah. Um, I get or supply chain. Well, yeah. Now, talk about that a little bit. Have you guys been like everybody else, having the, the glass problems a little bit? And are you what? What are you, what is affecting you when it comes to the? Well, yeah. I mean, we we had the um, glass problem. The the good thing for us is that because um, we also kind of let our customers select the bottle that they like. We we aren't necessarily tied to a specific bottle shape and all of that kind of stuff. Yep. Tied to our brand. At least at this point, um, so that allowed us to be pretty nimble during coronavirus stuff and go. Well, what do you got? You know, and, yeah. Uh, well, uh, that would work for us. We'll, we'll take that. So um, the big challenge now that all the soldiers are facing, you guys probably know this, is, is barrels. So uh, the you know no one I don't think saw that coming, uh, but now barrels um, have become the the rage. A because as I've been told from all these suppliers, a because uh, during COVID. People were drinking 
younger and younger bourbon and girls being dumped and they need to make more and and there was just a you know happy hours were starting at noon instead of five uh, when you were sitting at home on Zoom putting bourbon <laughs> in your coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can yeah. put bourbon in your coffee cup. If people didn't figure that out. You put bourbon in your coffee cup while you're on your Zoom call, <laughs> no one would know, right? So, exactly. Uh, so anyway, drinking more bourbon and then um, and then uh, also uh, just production. I mean, the you know the bourbon. Demand has just never been higher, so well, there's more and more beef barrels being produced. Well, yeah. they run into the same problem that as a small producer and everybody is the same thing. It's not that there's not enough oak trees. They've, they've been planting and making sure they got that supply, but they can't get it. The, sometimes they just can't get it out of the... the, the they don't got enough people to get it out of the... Can't process the it. You know, and I, my you observation know? is on that is while you've got distilleries... New distilleries left and right. You have the existing distilleries expanding, going from. I think. I think uh, when we were here, well, about three years ago at this time, when first bourbon mm-hmm. we came to, we took a tour at uh, uh, Heaven Heaven Hill in in Bardstown, where they just bottled, and they had a capacity at that time of twenty four thousand barrels in their rickhouse, and they told us that they were expanding to do eighty thousand barrels, and then we got back here two weeks last year. And it's like they were pushing past that. The ceiling ain't there. So you see this crazy expansion with both in new distillers and existing distillers dramatically increasing their capacity, and yet you just don't see a cooperage around every That's corner, right. too. And I, I, I think there's some opportunity there for... for uh, some barrel makers. Yeah, no, I think that's right. Yeah. Well, talk about what we're drinking now. Who wants to... What are we drinking? What is that we're drinking? Here. This is the bottle one, up. Man. So, yeah, so um, one of the one of the uh, sort of occupational hazards of this job that Hunter and I are in is that with uh, guests will be here and they'll they'll say, "Well, which one do you like?" And then and well, you know, maybe the, and we we're here usually on Fridays and Saturdays yeah. to talk to people and uh, kind of hang out and get to know our customers and that sort of thing. And occasionally you connect with certain ones and uh, or maybe people mm-hmm. you've known, et cetera, and they'll, they'll say, well, which one are you like? And it's like, you know, it always seems like such a lame answer to not know your own product, right? Mm-hmm. So then, okay, fine, I'll, <laughs> I don't know, my livers, you know, complaints, I'll taste a couple barrels with you. And so yesterday, we, uh, number one on, on one of our tasting sides just uh, just got, like, really good. I, I felt like it was really good and very sweet. So it's 78% corn, 12% rye, and 10% malted barley at seven years old. Um, and it's it's sweet. I mean, it's like yes. if you're a sweet uh, bourbon drinker, it's mm-hmm. very sweet. The number two, it's a little higher rye, a little bit younger, a little bit spicier. And so while we were waiting to do this, I thought, well, I don't know what would happen if I put a little two in number one. So I kind of broke my own single barrel rule just uh, because I can. Blend. Because I can. Because you, know? you can, yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. That's so, the perks. That's right. So uh, it was kind of an experiment, but um, yeah, so that's what we're doing. All right. Cool. I'm still here by Hunter. Um, yeah, we did the tasting earlier, and it was a cons- general consensus. We like number one. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah we did. Yeah, I'm going to be walking out of here with a bottle. It was like 117 proof. I think. Yep, it, yeah, yeah. 117. Yeah. So, and it, it definitely doesn't. It doesn't drink like 170. No, That's the first thing I told nice, uh, but, Hannah. Yeah, yeah. So, we like the, the high rack profile. So Hunter, does he let you do that too? If you find a couple that you mix, that you can put a couple bottles back. I got too much bourbon to do that anyways. <laughs> uh, there's, I think I bought more for Walter. I didn't want else. 
That's what I was fixing to ask. Do you ever come across these honey barrels that, uh, oh, no, that can't go to the floor and you decide to do something? Usually what happens is we'll taste them and then we'll say, as it starts to get low, I'll say to the hunter, like, let's bottle the rest of that up. And then what we usually do is if we bottle it up, then we put it in the gift shop. So the stuff in the gift shop is usually barrels down here. So one of the things that really most of the other distilleries don't really talk about, at least I've not heard them. I talk about it much is that how quickly barrels will change, especially when they're being uh, impacted by temperature, humidity, barometric pressure. For so people who haven't been here, we're in pretty much a big open pole barn. We keep doors open pretty much every day we can, unless it's like you know tornadoes or hailing or sleeting or something weird. And we'll try to keep the doors open. Uh, and part of the reason is is that temperature and that humidity and, and is working on those barrels, is changing. They're mm-hmm. kind of like these living organisms, and so. They're always changing. So we'll come in and taste, you know, barrel number one. You know, I I mean, I think the same barrel was on the line last week. And I think it was good, but I don't remember kind of going, wow, that one was really good. So barrels have upturns and downturns. And so when we stumble across one that's particularly good or or we know is going to get replaced fairly soon, we'll go ahead and bottle it up. And uh, so that's where Hunter and I will sort of do these our own barrel picks and it's, it's well, it, it throws a, a hindrance on for the thief because you get done so low and then you're mm-hmm. twenty minutes to fill a bottle. Yep. You don't want to happen, so yeah. you kind of pull before it gets to that point. That way, we can just bottle our, ourselves, send the gift shop, and then uh, it's up there versus yep. taking forever and holding that line. Yeah, that yeah, makes exactly. That makes yeah, it makes perfect complete sense. sense. Yeah, but that's the other aspect. You pretty much. Your barrels, as you produce, and they come, they're they're sold here. That's you're pretty much everything you're making is being sold right out of the distillery. That's is correct. that correct? Yep. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Now, but then you talked about that special where he's finding stuff and you're kind of doing some things, and then you're you're making these special bourbons. Just think, like in a hundred years, they're going to be talking about you guys. You're going to be in this big distillery, and they're talking about how you, where you were pulling your favorite barrels from, and everything like that. You know, you'll just be like Colonel Blanton. You know, there you go. So be going back and listening to this podcast. Yes, exactly. uh, It'll still be there, right? right. (laughs) Now he he says that, and that brings up a question uh, that I want to ask: Is where do you see? yourselves going where what are your aspirations for this distillery and uh for the future and uh do you want to just sort of just keep it going like this or do you stay with us we'll be right back hey bar and girl fans it's jim with madhouse bar talk where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around madhouse bar and grill in Elyria, ohio The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. The goal, which seems uh, sort of like maybe paradox or even like a a sort of conflicting answer, uh, is that I think our goal, and Hunter and I have talked a lot about this, is how do we grow while staying the same? And so that's the that's sort of sacrifice experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's the problem that we spend a lot of time talking about. I mean, Mm -hmm. first of all, just getting to where we are from when I purchased this place a year and a half ago. This place being shut down by uh, because tourism shut down during COVID and everything. And so the you know the upgrades and stuff that we've been doing. uh, That was a project into itself. And now I think we're at a point where we're kind of looking forward. Okay, now. Now, what's 
tomorrow look like? So, and uh, one of the things, and I think we, we maybe touched on this, but we didn't really pregame this necessarily a talking point is that we're, um, so this company has for 10 years been called Whiskey Thief Distilling Company, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so even like this barrel, it said we, or this bottle says Whiskey Thief on it. Um, and uh, so at some point, Ross pivoted the name of the, of the brand more towards Three Boys Farm Distillery as you you got the farm part, which most people don't get. That's good. Most people actually come in and they're like, three brothers, three guys, five guys, which is a hamburger, actually. And so, yeah. um, you don't even know, yeah. want to know what our conversation was this morning. Yeah. So, um, so we are, one of the things we're going to do is the farm will probably always be known as Three Boys Farm. Uh, mm-hmm. Ross had triplet sons who were a big part of starting this place. They're about 17 years old now and doing what 17-year-olds do, doing colleges and Thinking about their careers and all that kind of stuff, they live in Louisiana uh, now. So, but uh, but we're we're going to kind of uh, pivot back to the Whiskey Thief uh, Distilling Company brand as pretty much as of this week. So you guys picked a good week. Hey, and also the so today is the eleventh, um, okay. and uh, the seventeenth is actually our tenth anniversary. So one week from congratulations today, yeah. we are tenth anniversary. Exit. One week from yesterday. Will be, one week from yesterday. That's right. Uh, will be our tenth uh, anniversary as a uh, distillery. So, um, so in that process, we're all kind of we're also kind of bringing whiskey thief back to the front, forefront. Um, for fans who are listening to this, who've been around for a long time, coming here, they'll they'll remember that the original brand had a cowboy on it, and it was called Whiskey Thief. And so we're kind of going back to that. Maybe not the cowboy part, but the, um, the rest of it. So, so that's uh, anyway. That's that's kinda, that's, that's cool. Uh, I like that name too. Beside, you know, you have the bourbon, which is fantastic. Are you offering any different? Um, are you doing any rise? Are you doing any? Uh, we have done rye in the We we when I first took over, we were putting rye out on the uh, wine. So it was four four bourbons and a rye that you tasted from. However, uh, people really liked that rye, and uh, <laughs> we're in a little bit of short supply in terms of. Because we want to get it past that five years. So we've got some younger rye that's still aging yeah. and all that. So you'll see the rye come back, but we're just kind of, we kind of pump the brakes a little bit on the rye uh, just because. It, uh, it does. When we only put out the rye, if you like rye, then you already graduate, uh, graduate. Yeah. Gravitate towards the rye. Plus, and, then uh, you're really not doing a barrel pick at that point. You're doing one barrel of rye, yeah, and, yeah, and you're like, yeah. I like that. Boom. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And it skews the barrel consumption a lot, too. Yeah. So the okay. rye will be back. Okay. Um, but the other cool thing is, it's funny, we just because we wanted to, and Hunter, you can talk about this, we we acquired a smaller still, a little 70-gallon still that we were going to use for sort of experimental stuff and playing around and it's not quite the commitment that our big uh, Vendome still is, like if you just want to try something. So, but in that process, we've started doing some gin. Um, you know, this this still never did white spirits like the gins and vodkas in its first 10 years. So we waited 10 years to do that stuff. Um, so we're doing some awesome gins. And then we just, uh, a family, an old, I'm from Western Kentucky originally, and an old family friend uh, has peach orchards out there. And so we went and picked up 2,400 pounds of peaches at the kind of end of the peach mm. season here. Brought them all back, got the whole team together, pitted them. I mean, peach juice up to your elbows. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then, and then oh, we did the very first peach randy. Uh, and really just learning about yeah. it, learning how to do it. And uh, and that's been a, um, been a fun process. Alan, right? Alan Bishop, yeah. He, yeah. He, Has he, Alan been helping? 
gave some insight on, especially the uh, fermentation process and how the chap was. And, he is very know. knowledgeable. It's, yeah, yes, I mean, that's a good guy yes. to ask. Yes, and he, he knows how to do that at every different level, yes. right? Yeah, and then like, for our gym, we got Kelly. Uh, Kelly Tanil, yeah. yeah. Yep. She's very knowledgeable. Well, I was too, just yeah. thinking after Super person. the after the Alan Bishop experience that where you when he he did that and he was becoming famous during COVID because he's he was doing movies, but um what they did to <laughs> I, when I went to the the men's room just before I was thinking um they better not push it over like they did. <laughs> 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 did that happen? Oh, it happens. Oh. I'm so glad it was allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, I was there. I saw the tail end of her just coming out. <laughs> was not- oh, my God. No. Anyways. All right. Oh, so uh, we covered that. Uh, I this. I got, go I got a question as far as we're talking about the difference. Do you all ever plan on maybe doing a weeded? So we used to have weeded, too. Um, okay. That's something early on that we didn't really do a lot. Of. So mm-hmm. stuff we do have, it's a lot younger mm-hmm. in class. So here next year or two, we'll start. Still right agent. Now. Okay, good. Great. Good. Great. Great. Yeah. All right. Just what we did have back stocks uh, went through so quick that it was, yeah. it was gone. Awesome. Yeah, we didn't right. really think about it at that point when we was just setting it out there and sell it. That's just, right. Just had, just had to ask that because there are a lot of weeded bourbon uh, fans out there and Absolutely. they want to know and so. Yeah, it kind of just goes with my mood. There's times I want a rye bourbon, there's times I want a weeded bourbon, and it, I don't have a rhyme or reason right. for it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's a true whiskey drinker right yeah, there. That's right? It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, that's although it. Although I might sure. the word is bourbon, you know. <laughs> it's like what is it? Oh, well, work. let's let's pour up one last pour. Um, it's great to have you guys on. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you for but time, um, and then we should we'll uh, make sure that uh, this is going to release on your tenth anniversary, and then you know the what would you say the. The announcement of the name change. I mean, so that's, I think we've kind of halfway, half-assed wrote it out now with our T-shirts. We whole-ass rolled it out on this podcast, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't think I was hesitant at all. And that's that's uh, what the Scott T. Bourbon boys like to hear and, and get on our podcast. I sit there and actually change over the Facebook page. Yeah, that'll probably happen next week. So yeah, you bourbon boy listeners, you just got an excuse. Yep, yep. there right. you go. But you know, uh, ten years—that's that's huge. Uh, Hunter, you from cheers the start. and congratulations. Thank you. Go ahead. Yes, yep. sir. Man, All cheers, right. brother. And uh, this is uh, a great experience. All I can say is, uh, when you're running around Kentucky and you're doing the bourbon trail, make sure that you stop up at the. Three Boys Farm. Farm. For Whiskey Thief Bourbon and Brandies eventually and Gins, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Whiskey Thief. I think our label for Gins Yep. All right. So we'll find Gin in the next few weeks up in the gift shop. At least the very first prototype version. It's got to be strange for you guys because it doesn't, there's no aging. I mean, it just it is goes, weird. It just yeah. goes straight. You're yeah. done. Wait, I don't have to wait five years. Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, most most distilleries figure that out the first couple of years, right. you know, to get going. You guys are just waiting ten years to do that. Right? <laughs> well, normally when you submit a label to TTB, it's like I got time. And we submitted for the gym. It's like can you just read that a little bit? <laughs> so yeah, looking at glass. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah, this is accelerated. 
I, I but and I would just like to a quick shameless plug too. Uh, so we're going to be celebrating this. We're going to milk this tenth anniversary thing as uh-huh. long as we possibly yes. can. So, but one of the things we're going to be doing over the rest of September, probably even do a little bit in October, we're going to have some of our older barrels. So we kind of dug back into the the uh, deepest recesses for for better or worse. Uh, some of the <laughs> older barrels. So we're going to be adding that to the tasting experience as well, so people can come in and taste a nine years and change. Um, and if that's something they want a bottle, they can do that too. Um, so that'll be fun, we think. And uh, yeah. there's some other stuff fun planned for the fall, so we're just kind of Sounds we're going to kind of roll it out slowly and, and kind of take take all in as we go. So Okay, so the, the last thing I'll cover is that when I was down here seeing Hunter the last time, which was a couple months ago, right after the Alan Bishop experience, we stopped in. We did the thiefing. Uh, I was doing Facebook reels, okay? One, you, Whiskey Thief is going to be a great thing. Every single time you promote your brand, make sure you hit Pound Whiskey, then Pound Thief and P- Whiskey Thief together because when people are looking for things and you put thiefing, thieving, thief, stealing from the barrel, I actually got in trouble, but then they reviewed it and realized we weren't really stealing the barrel, we were just stealing from it, you know? But you put all that, I ended up with uh, you guys, Three Boys Distillery, which I had promoted all through the pounds and everything, with my first million um, download download for the Scotchy Bourbon Boys, and and then it right now is at 13.6 million. So now, so should we call off the rebranding? Is that what you're telling me? Like, we, <laughs> yeah, go right for it, yeah, yeah. straight up. Another I mean, exclusive. The rebranding yeah, is all of you. Stop the press. No. Yeah. So I got a lot of new videos that'll be. Uh, what would you say? I will. I said. I said pound. I meant hashtag. hashtag. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm, 50, I'm gonna be 58, so that's usually why. Yes, but hashtag thieving and th- and all that goes in there, and it's gonna go. It just went nuts. That's so yeah, put put us put uh, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys into a different level of you know. So and same thing with, you know, with every single one. Saw three boys distillery right at the bottom. So, so we'd like to thank you guys yes. again. Chill, chill. <laughs> yeah. Cheers to that. After we stop recording, and you yes. can give me notes or yeah, consult <laughs> or something because I'm too old for the internet. I think at this point. So thank you. So we got a lot of video, and we'll be doing that promoting you. So, anyways, that Thanks brings so us much. to the end. Uh, thank you very much, uh, both Walter. Yeah, and thanks Hunter again, Walter and Hunter. And, uh, we like what you're doing. I mean, if anybody's coming down from Kentucky or into Kentucky, they gotta stop by because this is every thank time you, you come here, you're getting a barrel pick experience. Yep. And then you, most barrel picks, you don't get to fill your own barrel. You gotta wait to the yep. Yeah, so you right. even get to do something that and a barrel proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Right. yes. It's it's what you taste. Thank yes. you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Thank All right, you. we're the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. www.scotchybourbonboys.com. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you check us out there. Check out and, our store, and then all major uh, podcast formats. Uh, make sure uh, if on anything you're doing, make sure you listen, like. Comment and subscribe. So and get down here to Three Boys Farm Distillery and bottle up your own and thieve from the barrels or whatever we're calling it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. All right, we're gonna we're gonna have little Stevo take us out. Show me the way
Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts. (laughs) 